Some of us, when we were in our 20s, were surrounded by uncertainty. We weren't sure if the temporary job that we had would become our career. We still were living with roommates, but we really wanted our own space. And we were exploring different relationships and were wondering if any of these were going to turn into a lifetime partner. <laughs> On top of all that, we weren't sure if we should do all this in Alaska or if it was time to go back to the lower 48. Um, sorry, I'm spacing out here. Um, Uh, sorry. Um, I really can't remember the next time. Um, anyway, so, so there was a lot of uncertainty, but these conversations were good to have. We had friends that we could bounce ideas off about some of, these, some of this uncertainty. Um, and those conversations were difficult. Uh, sometimes we had conflicts in those conversations, but that's what made us who we were. That's what um, sort of helped us understand what we should stand for. Um, those also helped us understand when we were making mistakes um, and also helped us understand what the perspectives of other people were. But for myself, as a shy person, uh, those conversations were really difficult. And what was especially difficult is situations where I suddenly felt like everyone in the room was looking at me. So I actually uh, realize now, looking back, that I came up with a strategy to deal with those situations, and it's called leaving the room. <laughs> uh, for example, my roommates and I got a new washer and dryer from the landlord. We couldn't decide if the door should open, of the dryer should open into the hallway or into the laundry room. There were some strong personalities involved, and I suddenly decided, I don't need to be here. So I left the room. Another time we had a house party and people were dancing on the coffee table, people were getting sick into the sink. People were going into my bedroom and locking the door. What were they doing in there? And I came back out and I thought, uh, I don't wanna be here. So I left the room. In fact, I left the house. I went to a movie by myself. So when I was 30, I decided, you know what? I'm kind of done with this. I'm ready, I'm ready to do something different. I'm ready to make these big decisions and I'm ready to engage my community. So I decided the best way to do that was to dress up for a Halloween party as a blank slate. <laughs> so I put on a Tyvek painter suit that zipped up the front and I Velcroed magic markers all over myself and I went to the Halloween party and I told people, write on me, tell me what I should be, tell me what I should do, where I should go next. Well, just for your information, uh, you know, for later, don't go to a raucous Halloween party to get sage advice from your friends dressed as a white billboard. <laughs> By the end of the evening, you can imagine the kind of things were drawn on me. The comments on my back, the other things that were drawn on me. So this had not worked at all. I sat on the couch, I was totally deflated, not sure what to do next. When a person sat next to me, they wrote their phone number on my leg with the question, how about a bubble bath? I think you all know what I did, right? I left the room. So the next spring, I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do more than leave the room. I'm gonna leave the state. So I left Alaska. I loaded up everything in my car. Wasn't that cool how we could used to do that? Put everything in your car? And I drove south to Seattle. And I was a summer intern at the Burke Museum of Natural History in Seattle. But right before I left, I threw my name in the hat for a permanent job back here in Anchorage. Two months later, at the end of the summer, I found out I had been selected for that permanent job. 
So I happily drove north with all my stuff. And I thought, wait, it's 1999. It's going to be 2000. There's this Y2K thing out there when those three nines would turn to three zeros and there'd be widespread financial catastrophe. <laughs> that was not going to happen to my personal life. I saw those three zeros in the year 2000 as three checkboxes for me. I'd have a permanent job, which I had already. I would buy a house, which I did within a month of being back in Anchorage. Um, and I'd also have a lifetime partner. So within a month of being back in Anchorage, I had the house. And within maybe a month or two after that, I saw her in the parking lot of the Cars grocery store on Minnesota and Northern Lights. <laughs> and she was really cute. She had a ponytail that would just knock you flat. But the thing that really attracted her to me was that as she walked across the parking lot, she did this. And I thought, I know that move. I think I know maybe what she's thinking. She's got a little uncertainty and she's got a big list of things she's trying to check off. But you all know me now, right? I'm not just going to go up to this person and say hi. So, but also imagine when you're at a grocery store, you walk in with about six or eight of the same, six or eight people, right? It's like a cohort of people. And you see each other in produce, maybe you see a few people in organics, and then maybe one or two in canned goods, right? <laughs> so I walk in and there she is in the produce section. I'm not going to talk to her. I'm not going to have that conversation about, hey, let's talk about melons and cucumbers. <laughs> so I quickly went to organics, right? And I look up at the other end of the aisle, and not two seconds later, here she comes around the other end. It's like, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. So then I go to the next one, into canned goods. Okay, canned goods, what do we need, what do we need? There she is again. This woman probably thinks I'm stalking her. I drop my basket, and I leave the room. <laughs> Luckily, Anchorage is a small town. Two weeks later, I see her at the Moose's Tooth. I'm there with a big group of friends. It's a going away party. She walks in with two other people. Quickly, I figure out she's on one side, they're on the other. They both have wedding rings. Wedding rings. She doesn't. She's single. I'm doing this. <laughs> so I wait until she leaves for the restroom. I don't tell anyone. I walk up to the counter. I say, can I have a pen and some paper? And in my head, what I thought I had wrote was, hi, I'm captivated, period. Coffee, question mark, and my phone number. What I actually wrote was like a really cheesy name tag. It said, Hi, I'm Captivated Coffee. Phone number. <laughs> but I stood there with my little note, proud as a first grader, waiting for her to come out. And she walked right up to me, and I gave it to her, and I left the room. <laughs> anyway, luckily this woman likes a good mystery, and... She was a reporter for the Anchorage Daily News. Within hours, she figured out I was a regular voter, I had done a couple cross-country ski races, and I drove a Subaru. <laughs> so, you know, not a rare find in Anchorage, but not a, a pretty safe bet, too, right? So luckily, she called me. We had a kind of awkward first date. We had several better dates. And uh, six months later, April 2000, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. So now, 18, uh, 18 years later, I don't leave the room much, um, and every now and then she and I do sort of the married person mind meld, and occasionally when we're thinking, are we doing okay, I'll just blurt out, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, thanks. Thanks. <laughs>